following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to BeanGarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan, it's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1 866 838 HUGE. That's 1 866 838 4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show. 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free online stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen live anywhere in the world where you have mobile service. Inside this broadcast, we'll get to the latest story that... Michigan football is under investigation by the NCAA for allegedly scouting future opponents in person in order to steal signs. Two of Michigan's opponents revealed to Yahoo Sports that they became aware the Wolverines knew their signs and week eight opponent Michigan State has been notified of alleged in-person scouting. Wow. Late Wednesday afternoon, the Big Ten Conference and the University of Michigan were notified by the NCAA Witch Hunt Committee. Not exactly the official title, but I'll take you there in a moment. So late Wednesday afternoon, the Big Ten Conference and University of Michigan were notified by the NCAA that the NCAA was investigating allegations, remember, allegations of sign-stealing by the University of Michigan football program, the Big Ten said in a statement. The Big Ten Conference has notified Michigan State University and future opponents. The Big Ten Conference considers the integrity of competition to be of utmost importance and will continue to monitor the investigation. The conference will have no further comment at this time. Now, they did have a photo of Harbaugh. He had a periscope in a submarine outside Spartan Stadium. I don't know if there's any connection there, but we'll keep you posted on the huge sign-stealing special. Allegations. Allegations. In-person sign-stealing. That issue is NCAA bylaw 11-.6-.1. Off-campus in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited, 
Sign stealing itself is not technically against the rules unless it involves electronic equipment to record and inform players or coaches of signals during games. So off-campus scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited. But then they go on to say, and they're so NCAA, all right, yeah, off-campus in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited. But if you steal the signs and you just remember them and you don't use electronic equipment to record it, it's okay. Yeah, I use the phrase witch hunt. Cheeseburger. Alleged sign stealing. The investigation comes as I read the story from CBSSports.com on the heels of Michigan's self-imposed three-game suspension for Jim Harbaugh for alleged, and again, big key is alleged, but in America, you're guilty until proven innocent. I want to see Harbaugh walk into the NCAA courtroom with a big pair of binoculars. You're out of order. You're out of order. The entire NCAA is out of order. Oh, so those allegations were impermissible recruiting and coaching during the COVID-19 dead period. But God forbid that you talk to a kid who had leukemia, whatever. Okay. Harbaugh is also accused of providing false Accused again, accused, alleged. This is a John Grisham novel. Signs. Hey, Chucky, did you go to the Michigan State-Washington game? Did you get those signs? Because they're really important for the Spartan game because Washington just steamrolled them. Hey, Bobby, did you go to the Rutgers game? I need the signs. Did you see the signs on the punt block? Or the ball ripped out on the onside kick? Did you? You got that sign? I got a sign for you. My hand's a banana. Peel back four fingers. Oh, my God. NCAA has this pay-for-play going on with NIL. Guys, are 100 decades. What, you get 400 grand? Oh, you only got 70 at Michigan. What commercial did Hunter Dickinson ever do for name, image, and likeness? Michigan under NCAA investigation for illegal scouting. You got the discipline on the alleged other violations will happen next year. Oh, Harbaugh, Michigan number two. They scout future opponents in person. Uh, Allegations. Hmm. Yeah, I think if I'm Nebraska or I'm Minnesota, I would use that as an excuse because you got your asses waxed. A bikini wax with a maize and blue logo on them. Allegations, accusations, no confirmations. I sound like I'm doing a new huge rap song. 
one of the lead stories in college football. Not, not Penn State, Ohio State, but the NCAA and their cronies going after Harbaugh and Michigan. So here's what I don't get, okay? Off-campus, in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited. Hmm. But sign stealing itself is not technically against the rules unless it involves electronic equipment to record and inform players or coaches of signals during games. Does that not, when you read, that's the NCAA bylaw, 11 6 period 1. So Harbaugh is a cheater again. Oh, and here come my Michigan State friends, fresh off of. Tucker Gate trying to FaceTime me. And anytime a Michigan State friend tries to FaceTime me, my first thought is on that automatic text reply, are you clothed? This is unbelievable. Just garbage. Just garbage. Superfly, will you will you uh, we got Jake Butt in about three. What, 15 minutes, he'll join us. So you see a ballast or someone can jump on and talk about this breaking story with the sign stealing under another NCAA investigation, why they're trying to tarnish a borderline pope of college coaching in Harbaugh. That'd be like someone saying to the pope, you're stealing signs at mass. So off-campus in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited. Sign stealing itself is not technically against the rules unless it involves electronic equipment to record and inform players or coaches of signals during games. Mm. NCAA is a joke. Look at your NIL. Pay to play everywhere. It's a joke. You got safety, Ballas. Pay-to-play, rampant everywhere in college sports, but the NCAA and the Big Ten are going to drive the bus over Harbaugh and Michigan again, announcing an NCAA investigation that the Big Ten is monitoring for illegal scouting. But at issue is NCAA bylaw 11-6-1, off-campus in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season is prohibited. Sign stealing itself is not technically against the rules unless it involves electronic equipment to record and inform players or coaches of signals during games. I remember they used to go after Belichick for that when he was winning all the time with the Patriots, right? Sure, he'd show up at a Jets practice with a camera. Who doesn't? I think Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. He's standing by. I want to get his thoughts on this garbage. How you doing, Chris? Good, buddy. How are you? All right. Uh, am I missing anything uh, in this story that I guess uh, late Wednesday afternoon, the Big Ten Conference and the University of Michigan were notified by the NCAA that they were investigating allegations of sign stealing by the Michigan yeah. football program? Again, allegations, accusations, no hard evidence, no facts. And even when I read that NCAA bylaw, it's ambiguous on both sides on what it's saying. 
Yeah, the one thing you can't do though is is go to games, uh, have somebody there um, scouting a team, and right, you know right. if they had somebody and sent them with a camera and were taking their signs from the sideline or whatever. And I think that's what's alleged here. And I don't know uh, as of this afternoon, Michigan hadn't seen the evidence on that, um, so it's hard to say. Um, you know, if it's if they do have evidence of that, but uh, it was interesting. They let Michigan State know. They let everybody else know that hey, you know, looking at this game, we can tell it sure looks like they were stealing signals. And uh, which again isn't illegal technically, uh, not no technically about it. That part is not illegal. Uh, what would be illegal is if they were sending somebody to these games and saying, "Okay, um, we need a coach or a graduate assistant or somebody to go and watch these games and and take their signals or whatever." And the reason that rule was changed in 1994 actually was just a cost cutting thing. It's not like everybody was like, "Well, you shouldn't be watching their signals." It's something that everybody does, uh, but it's against the rules. So if Michigan was doing it, then yeah, then they are probably going to get punished for it. And uh, now basically the burden of proof is on the NCAA. And we've heard all kinds of theories. You know, somebody said Ryan Day hired a, and you know, an FBI agent to to scout it, you know, and look at it and everything else. And then we we've heard uh, from a pretty good source that Rutgers was probably the one that complained about it first, and Greg Schiano, which makes yeah. sense if you remember his halftime interview. So, um, but regardless, it's just another distraction something that Michigan has to deal with here, and, and hopefully there's nothing to it. So basically, if Michigan is getting their signs from watching video, which now you have so much video out there with games and everything, slow-mo, you can DVR, you got it all there, cut it up, you got video teams. If you're figuring out their system from watching video and you weren't in stadium, there's yeah. nothing illegal here, correct? No, exactly. And that's the funny part about it is, you know, if they did this, uh, you know, it's ridiculous. They didn't have to. You get you get access to the All-22 film of every game, you know, zoom in and, and watch it from there, uh, you know, not necessarily from the TV feed, but, you know, there are several other camera angles and things like that that, uh, that you have access to, so there's really no reason to do it, number one. Number two, Clemson's been doing this for years in terms of breaking down, uh, you know, stealing signals. You're basically doing your team a disservice if you're not doing it, and I think everybody is, as as long as you're doing it legally. And at the point that the NCAA is making here is that, okay, supposedly or allegedly Michigan is paying somebody to go to a game and film something for them to come back and, you know, and base their, and base their game plan around the, the signals that they're stealing illegally. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. And, and if they did that, then it's pretty stupid in my opinion, number one. Um, number two, if, if it did happen and speaking to the people of Michigan, then, then people will get in trouble for it. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, Michigan is uh, claims to be rules followers and everything else, and and sticklers for the rules. And if that were the case, then um, then I would expect some heads to roll, no matter how high they went. So uh, we also were told that you know Jim Harbaugh has not been implicated in any way as of yet. You know, there's no evidence in, in, at all that he's involved. And I'm sure that you know people would be skeptical about that and say, sure, uh, yeah, you know, you don't know what's going on in your own program, and I understand that completely. So, but again, uh, jumping to conclusions here would be premature and I think we have to see what NC, what evidence the NCAA has and how this plays out but it's not going to affect the season uh, from what we've t- been told it's like you know Michigan would have 90 days to respond if they were to get a notice of allegations from the NCAA which they have not yet and uh you know, if uh, maybe it would come to taking down banners or something like that, if they, you know, if it was proven that indeed this was happening. Have you heard anything from your sources that anybody connected to 
the University of Michigan sent individuals to scout opponents at games on the road? No. And I think that you will see, um, you know, we'll see if they deny it. It'll be interesting because, you know, you don't know uh, if there's evidence out there. And uh, I think you will probably hear some denials in some forms. Um, maybe Jim Harbaugh won't be able to comment on it again because it's an ongoing investigation or whatever. But, um, no, we have not heard that. But, uh, again, doesn't mean it hasn't happened. And if they have evidence of it, then, uh, you know what, they're going to have to deal with it. So we will watch it and see how it plays out. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com. You can follow this story. Oh, no, by the way, uh, Michigan State at Michigan. I do find it funny that uh, Harbaugh would have to break NCAA, <laughs> allegedly break NCAA rules against Rutgers, Minnesota, Nebraska, or Michigan State. Sure, I'm buying that. You can follow the story, Chris, and the Wolverine.com team. They always give you both sides of the story with Anthony Broom and Clayton Safey. Chris, thanks for the update. I got Jake Butt. Up next, I like big butts, and I cannot lie. He's going to join us. I'll ask him about it, okay? Sounds great, and I'll be listening. Thanks, Where, Where's Jake Where's Jake at right now? Is he doing Big Ten Network? Is he doing Fox? I know he's all over the place. Yeah, Big Ten Network. He's calling games. Uh, he's one of the best in the business. Yeah. Comers, man. He's, he does sure a great is. job. I will be very interested to hear his opinion on that. Yeah, he'll be coming up on the huge show. So, Superfly uh, actually hooked us up with Jake Butt, which – is a great get for one of the greatest producers ever, a great golfer, a great producer, and a great person. Yeah, I'll give you two out of three on that one. A little meatloaf. Two out of three ain't bad. Baby, I (laughs) can talk all night. Thank you, Chris Ballas. From the Wolverine.com, Jake Budd will get his thoughts on this story and also the state of Michigan football and the game against Michigan State. Jake Butt, former Wolverine tight end, now TV broadcaster, Superfly has them lined up next. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. No one cares what you've been through. No one cares about your hopes, your dreams, your desire to make a difference in this world. Guess what? That isn't true. Law enforcement cares. That's why people join the force. Maybe they came from a world where those things are true. Maybe they didn't. But here's something they have in common. They do care. Maybe you should consider being around people who truly care about you. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org and start the conversation. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Ladies, let's go see some men. Uh-huh. 
The show. Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. Oh the boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now. At the box office and etix.com. Sexy costume. Hot dance moves. Your sensational night of fun returns. Hunks. The show. November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Show is back live across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Later in this broadcast, former Lion, current Lions broadcaster Lomas Brown, his weekly appearance with Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder at Bean Carter. We'll talk about the Lions win at Tampa. Look ahead to the Lions in Baltimore in our NFL picks. That's before we are done with this broadcast. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports on Michigan, Michigan State. Saturday night, we'll hear from Tim from our affiliate AM 730 The Game. John Borden from the Wolverine.com on the game. And also the latest story that broke this afternoon, NCAA investigating Harbaugh for allegations that they stole signs by sending someone to opponent's games. Again, it's all accusations. A lot to talk about. Jake Butt, speaking of Michigan, one of the best tight ends to ever play in Ann Arbor, now ascending up the broadcast ladder, doing a fantastic uh, job with his voice and face on TV, podcast, and radio. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Welcome in, my friend. Hey, man. Thank you guys for having me. Excited to uh, dive into some of this stuff with you guys. All right. What about the breaking news from this afternoon? Uh, more allegations. NCAA has to announce uh, an investigation of sign stealing. I, I I could see teams breaking down video and having an analyst or somebody learn signs, but I, I don't see Harbaugh sending somebody to a stadium. I just don't. Yeah, no, I mean, that's everything I know about Coach Harbaugh. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, on one end, it's like this is so unbelievable. Like, why would they – this team's so loaded. Like, why would you, why would you steal signs? Right? Like that. That it doesn't make sense to me. But on the other end, I say, well, man, if it's so unbelievable, why would you accuse someone of that? Um, here's the thing. You made the distinction. It is not illegal to steal signs. Okay. Like we, I, I stole signs within a game. Like if a cornerback was showing us his palms, we knew it was palms coverage, which is covered too. You know, teams still stole our signs, and, and sometimes it cost us. That is legal. Sending someone on the road, though, to scout in person is illegal. So that's something to watch here. Look, this news just broke. We don't have enough information. It's worth following, though, for sure. It is a story, and it's everywhere where you look. Because I kind of – I say this. If you're 
If you're going in person to steal signs, so you would have maybe a phone camera and it looks like you're just, you know, you're following the sign guys, but you're not going to be close unless you're buying good seats. And I I will say this, Jake, and again, uh, everybody has a right to an accusation or allegation, but if I'm going to go on the road to steal signs, I don't think I'm doing it against Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, (laughs) or Michigan State. I'm just saying that that's my personal opinion, and I'm sticking with it. The risk-reward isn't quite there, is it? Um, And also, like, look, you can even see TV copies. Like, you're allowed to use TV copies. We've done it, particularly on special teams. Um, You know, you remember that that Bill Belichick blocked field goal earlier in the year where they timed the snap count and he came running from the sideline? Like, they're they're looking at TV copies and looking at snap counts for that kind of thing. So, you know, again, it's like, I don't really know – like I can't see how this would be anything more than a marginal benefit to your team with how good the team is this year. So it's like, why risk it? But again, like, Hey, let's, let's investigate. The the line is clear. You have to protect integrity. I I find it hard to believe, but we can definitely let this, this unfold and, and track it as it goes. It wouldn't surprise me if one, like I said, a, a young football analyst, somebody on that, staff or inside Schembechler Hall and same place at Ohio State, Michigan State, all around the country, that somebody doesn't try and crack the code using the video. I believe you would get no competitive advantage by going in person. You get much more where you can slow it down, replay it. Uh, Your video crew can break it down. Uh, Someone can come in and say, we think this is this, 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 which is legal per that NCAA bylaw that does say off-campus in-person scouting of future opponents in the same season uh, is prohibited. So I, when you were at Michigan, Jake, and Jake Butt, by the way, former Wolverine tight end, great broadcaster uh, joining us. We'll talk about that in a few moments. Uh, Was there somebody who was there on – any staff you were playing for that was there to crack the code? Um, to be honest, I, I really don't know. Like I, I, I just, it certainly wasn't discussed um, or prioritized. And like, really, I don't. The, the only time I can think of something is is when we would see, you know, a team was either running cover two or cover two palms, and really all that difference is is in palms coverage the corners are active in the run game. They turn and face the quarterback, and if it's an outside zone, they trigger. So we saw one team on tape where we we showed their signal and said, hey, when these guys show each other their palms, that's palms coverage. Outside of that, it really never came up. You know, to be it really never came up. So um, I don't – you know, I don't know. It's smart to have someone see if you can get tipped off on it, right? Here's another thing about this. Like, you see guys doing signals on the sideline. And it's like, well, how do you keep the signals fresh? Well, really what teams do is is they have four or five guys signaling things, and only one of them is the right guy, you know? So the the offense knows which guy to look at, but the defense doesn't. If you're smart, though, you can see someone's BSing those signals and someone is locked in and focused. That rarely, if ever, comes up on a TV broadcast. So I, I... I don't know. This is crazy. I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't have much to say. It's just this all came out. It, it, it's quite quite crazy to uh, to even see this as an allegation. 
Jake Butt, I mentioned former Michigan tight end, great broadcaster. So, uh, Big Ten Network, uh, you're doing a podcast, you, uh, you do all these radio interviews. Uh, are you doing Fox, too? Because I see on TV and all these channels kind of, you know, especially now with the streaming, I, I can't keep track of where everybody's at. So, where are you doing football color commentary right now? I call a game every single weekend for the Big Ten Network. I'm with our uh, our A crew, so we'll be in uh, Nebraska, Northwestern this weekend. Sneaky good game. I know it's not going to get the headlines of Penn State, Ohio State. But, uh, yeah, I call a game every single weekend. And then, you know, I'm in studio with the Big Ten Network. I'm also in studio with a network. It's a streaming service called Stadium. Um, watch Stadium on YouTube TV and on YouTube and everything. And, uh we do a daily show. Joshua Perry and I, the former Ohio State Buckeyes, so we break down some football. Yep, I do. I do the USFL, the Spring League with Fox, and do some radio on XM. And basically, what I'm saying is, uh, I'm one of the lucky ones. I get I get to talk uh, talk about football for a living, and, and I really enjoy it. And, and as much as I can do it, I try to do it. All right. So, in breaking things down from what you've seen of Michigan, uh, what your analyst and partners at the Big Ten Network have told you, uh, where is Michigan better or where are they worse than the last two teams? So I I think where where Michigan's better, this roster is loaded. And I was counting guys today who who could get drafted. And if you assume J.J. leaves, if you assume some guys leave early that are capable, I I think you're looking at pretty easily right now 14 guys that will get drafted, just 14. And I didn't even go too deep into it. That was just off the top of my head. So basically, the, the roster's loaded. The offensive line continues to be strong under Sharon Moore. you got a deep running back room. Where they're better offensively is J.J. McCarthy specifically has taken that step. And they have a number one receiver in Roman Wilson. And part of that isn't just their talent. Part of that is Sharon Moore as a play in year two of being a play caller and letting, instead of running the ball 40 times and winning against lesser teams, they're working in passing concepts, knowing like that's going to benefit them down the stretch of the season. Um, you know, defensively, two years ago, you don't have Aiden Hutchinson and Ojabo on this team, but the sums are greater that the, the sum is greater than the parts with these guys. They, they bring blitzes from all over the field. The, the number one thing, though, that, that's better is every year Michigan has talent. This team has a belief that they are one of the best country teams in the country, and now they have data and wins and games to prove that that is the case. I think what I'm seeing from this team this year, the biggest difference, they, they lost to TCU in a game they never should have lost last year. We know it. You know it. All of us know it. They stayed out there and watched the confetti, and then they went, to the, they went to the presser and said, hey, we will be better because of this. This will not happen again. Here's the catch. Everybody does that these days. You know, it's a thing now. When you lose the Super Bowl, you stay out to watch the confetti. Everybody does that. Very few put in the work to make sure that that actually does not happen again. Michigan has been putting in the work. They have been improved upon every area. They're tackling angles defensively. Their, their uh, passing game concepts, and J.J.'s taken the step. So, so this team has answered the call and done what's necessary to improve, and I think they're ready to reach their goals of uh, competing for a national title. I did see, I think it was CBSSports.com, had J.J. McCarthy at, you know, as a top-seven pick in the draft in Detroit, the NFL draft coming up in April. Do you think he's elevated now to being a top-ten pick in the draft and – is he gone after the season? 
Yeah, so, I mean, quarterback is one of those interesting positions where, you know, it, it depends on how teams feel. Like, hey, if there's only two quarterbacks in the draft, let's say it's just J.J. McCarthy and Caleb Williams, and let's say no one else really worth mentioning. Though, of course, we know Drake May and Michael Penix and a bunch of But if it's just two guys, as soon as Caleb Williams would get drafted, the teams that needed a quarterback would scramble to get the next one. So it depends not just on J.J., but the depth of the position as a whole um, going into the draft this year. I'm pretty sure this is a pretty deep quarterback class. Certainly, I think J.J. at his best can be a first-round talent. I I do think he's got that potential. He makes some of those sexy, elite, special plays. So I think he's capable of it, but he'll need to continue on the path that he's currently on for the rest of the season um, in order to solidify that chance to go first round. How can Michigan State shock the college football world and win on Saturday night at home? Yeah, I I think really this one comes down to, look, if we talk logically – there's no conversation here, right? All logic, it's a 20-second conversation. Michigan has them completely outmatched in any way you spin it. But if we recognize the truth that is, Michigan-Michigan State is, a, is an emotional rivalry based on hatred, then you say that you never count a team out. So with that in mind, I really think the making of an upset comes down to a few things, and the number one thing is starting fast. You know, Michigan – believes they're the better team, and frankly, Michigan State probably believes that too. Deep down, they know it to be true. So if Michigan comes out and starts fast and jumps to a big lead, Michigan State's going to kind of – you kind of confirm that belief psychologically that, hey, you guys can't hang with us. But the flip side's also true. If Michigan State can find a way to hang around into the second quarter through the first half, all of a sudden the pressure goes on the favorite. The pressure starts to go on Michigan. And Michigan State's on the sideline saying, hey, guys, this is what we do in these games. We can do it. We can beat it. So starting fast is critical. That in mind, I would expect if I was Michigan defensively, I would be prepared for a bunch of trick plays, gadget plays, disguise plays. That's what Michigan State's going to have to do to start fast. I just don't think they can go toe-to-toe and box with Michigan for 60 minutes. I know the Spartans are really concerned that Harbaugh might have stolen their signals and they were notified by the Big Ten and the NCAA of possible sign stealing. Be on the lookout for sign stealers in maize and blue. Unbelievable. I'm irritated by that story, Jake. I really am. I'm just, I'm irritated. I've seen dumber things in sports. But there is no competitive advantage by sending someone there unless you send them with a drone and they're they're taping everything. Uh, yeah. You have video, you have video crews, you have access to more video than anybody on the planet at these big schools. Uh, but it makes for a headline where it's tough to find a headline right now because Michigan is a 25-point favorite over Michigan State on Saturday night. How do you think yeah. that game plays out? What's your final thought on that? I just think really maybe it's close early on just because of the rivalry factor, but Michigan is kind of like a wrestler. They just, they lean on you and they push you up against the cage and they, they just, they have that heavy body weight that exhausts you over 60 minutes. I just kind of think it's a slow bleed out death for Michigan state. Um, I don't think, you know, the, the best thing about, I think Michigan wins. The best thing about this is I think some of the theatrics and the extra extracurriculars I think that's behind both these teams. I just want to see a clean game, no injuries, no fights, no dumb stuff. Just go out there and play and, and kind of gain some of that respect back in this rivalry. 
His name, uh, Jake Butt. Yeah, you can see him on the Big Ten Network, uh, Nebraska, Minnesota this weekend. Uh, all the platforms. Uh, keep ascending, my man. You're doing great work. Thank you, man. Yeah, hit me anytime. Happy to join you guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, Jake Butt. I think he's the next Joel Clapp. Joel had that same thing where he started off doing conference games. I really do. I, I think Jake is going to be a national figure, if he's not already, within the next year or two. That would be my guess. I do want to throw out our huge question of the day. How many of you believe Harbaugh would actually send somebody to an opponent's stadium to scout signs? I want your feedback. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan. They're a Michigan-based bank. Michigan-based team members, Michigan-based decision-makers. And your money stays right here in Michigan. You can also drop your opinions at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and on the Huge text chain, text the word HUGE to 21000. Everything HUGE, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for Michigan's number one med spa, Urban U. They have locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And guys, you need to think about what I just did. I got a hydrofacial. So I watched my pores cleansed in less than 30 minutes. And when they showed me the dirt and grime they took off my face, it was shocking. Urban U can help your skin health. Go to theurbanu.com to find out more. That's theurbanu.com. And now to the chopper for our traffic report. There's a lot of traffic. It must be headed to Meyer for the buy five, save five dollars sale. Shop Deli Fresher Carving Board Lunch Meat, General Mills Family Size Cereal, and Pepperidge Farm Goldfish. All buy five, save five dollars. Mix or match at Meyer. <laughs> okay. Deals so good, you've just got to talk about them. Meyer exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. 
Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across michigan superfly hayes is our executive producer we're all about huge opinions big name guest superfly said all his michigan state friends were texting him saying how come huge isn't tweeting and posting about harbaugh stealing signs he's been accused and anybody that thinks harbaugh would send somebody in person at a stadium to scout rutgers minnesota Nebraska has to be two of those teams. Are you kidding me? Really? Oh, he could have his video crew. It wouldn't surprise me. Jake Budd said it wasn't open with the team when he played, but that there is not a football analyst who is trying to crack the code all the time. Which, by the way, according to the NCAA bylaws legal, you just can't send somebody off campus in person scouting a future opponent. You can't do that. But it's a big story for Michigan-Michigan State Rivalry Week because there's no story connected to the game outside of the fact that Michigan is a 25-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app Big Board. 25 points. That's what you have going right now. I just, you know, the NCAA, the way you can announce an investigation based on allegations... I've always said this, even with our justice and court system, that allegations can get all this coverage in the media without any facts presented. And I get, you know, freedom of speech and freedom of information. And, you know, I'm in the media business. But the way you can just kind of taint Harbaugh, and I don't trust the NCAA because they're looking the other way when guys like Hunter Dickinson are taking a bigger payday to go to Kansas than stay of Michigan. That NIL is pay to play right now. It is. Pay to play. How, how many commercials? You see the occasional, you know, Caleb Williams is in a couple of commercials, right? I've seen, you know, Bryce Young back in the day when he was still in college in some commercials. But for the most part, this chunk of money that kids are getting to go to a school is pay to play. And the NCAA won't even look at it. But we've seen these minor infractions with Harbaugh that became major news stories. But isn't that the way how America operates right now? That a small story is a diversion from the bigger issues. Now, if you had somebody standing in front of a microphone or off camera saying that Harbaugh sent me to scout future opponents, which is against NCAA rules. I would be right there. But you know what? With the way Harbaugh has taken on the NCAA and thrown pot shots, that just these allegations and the NCAA notifying the Big Ten Conference and the school 
that they're investigating allegations of sign stealing by the University of Michigan football program. You make them look like thieves without any evidence or any investigation. That's how the NCAA operates. Meanwhile, hundreds of thousands of dollars, who knows, maybe even millions, is exchanged hands by transfers and recruits on pay-to-play, but the NCAA investigators will look the other way. They've been that way all along. And now this seems to be personal against Harbaugh because he's taken on the NCAA on cheeseburgers or talking during COVID-19. And my God, who had any rules during COVID-19? It was a daily work in progress. For me to sit here and say there's no way Harbaugh would do anything, I can't do that. But I will tell you, two-time defending Big Ten champions, back-to-back college football playoff appearances. You think he's going to risk it by sending somebody to watch Rutgers, Michigan State, Nebraska, Minnesota? I don't think so. 24-7, everything you need connected to this show is free, and it's at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to BeanGarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. We are back live across Michigan, hour number two on a Thursday. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Check in on the Lions injury list in a little bit. Man, they are banged up at running back going into that Baltimore game. We are getting more feedback on the NCAA headline story today investigating Harbaugh and Michigan football for allegedly stealing signs. Which again, you can steal signs off a video, you just can't send somebody off campus to a future opponent in the same season. You can't do that. So if you're going to name the school that's allegedly capable of doing this, why wouldn't you release the schools that ratted them out? What, Rutgers? Nebraska? All those coaches, Minnesota. Look, look at all these coaches under fire. Think about it. All underachieving. So what a great diversion. Like, oh, you know why Michigan's waxing us? Because they're stealing signs. Really? If you're going to be able to call out Michigan on allegations, call out the rats. Hey, I know you. Who, who are the rats in the midst? You a Rutgers rat? You a Minnesota rat that has about two months to live without cold it is? 
You a Nebraska rat? If you're going to call out Michigan on allegations, don't you think the NCAA should have some proof before they go forward to the media? It'd be nice if our justice system worked that way. At least if they're going to charge you with something, they look into it. DA's office, police department, they do their due diligence. So with all your access to video and your Harbaugh, why do you need to go send somebody? Oh, I know. You send a guy in an overcoat with sunglasses and he's got an iPad. NCAA has a personal vendetta against the Pope of college football. Jim Harbaugh. He's as close to Jesus as you're ever going to get. Superfly thinks he would steal signs. Superfly's friends where that's a collection of good people. They're like, how come he isn't posting all this? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because I'm doing a statewide radio show right now and I don't post a lot during the show? Can you tell your friends that? I don't post a lot during the show. Because I focus on being a broadcaster, like I've done for over 32 years. And your green and white compadres need to slow up. It's allegations that he stole signs. And I don't think Harbaugh would send somebody to another stadium to steal signs. How old school is that? You got all the games. You get the full 22, which means you get all 22 players. You get all the film from each school. They exchange it. Everybody's on TV now. Every game at the D1 level. You can just have one of your video guys and find somebody who sits there and tries to crack the code on signs, which is legal as long as you're not doing it or bringing electronic equipment to an opponent's field. Who's there? Yeah. Well, with Ann Arbor Movers, we're here to set up some desk for the game on Saturday. Uh, Why do you have all the cameras? We want to take pictures of the desk. It will be good and better light. Unbelievable what the NCAA goes after Harbaugh on. But NIL pay-to-play money, millions being exchanged, is just an afterthought. It's disgusting. It's like our government. It is. It really is. You just you, you want diversions. It is. You go after the little people and you let the big people walk. John Borden from the Wolverine.com, senior columnist. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. We'll get to the Michigan, Michigan State game and his thoughts on this 2023 Michigan football season. But, Johnny, with that breaking story this afternoon, what do you take from it, from what you've read? Well, you take a lot of things. I mean, uh, certainly I... Uh, caught what you said about the NCAA, and you it, it feels like, it definitely feels like the NCAA has it in for Michigan and has it in for Harbaugh at this point. 
Uh, you've, we've seen for years and years before NIL how uh, the, the, the big boys of college football got away with murder when it came to uh, paying out illicitly and uh, illegally according to uh, NCAA rules and then would get slaps on the wrist or uh, almost nothing happened. You, and you can look at the, the biggest winners in the history of the game getting away with some of that. You mentioned what's happening with NIL. Same thing. Uh, and, and yet, if the NCAA doesn't have someone who they feel is playing ball to an extent that they want with them, boy, watch out. I mean, you, you mentioned government, and it doesn't matter where you fall on that. Some people say, oh, two-tiered system of government. Some say, no, there's not. But that's out there. And it, it almost seems like a, uh, the NCAA being uh, somewhat of a political organization itself, there might be a two-tiered system of, of justice there. All that, I say that, but, but I also want to stress the point, if Michigan broke the rules here, if, uh, you know, if, in fact, there were people directed to go and, you know, against uh, the rules and, and uh, sit in those stands and record and mm. uh, steal signs, you know, it, it would deserve some punishment at some point. But, uh, you know, the, the, these are the, the types of things that in comparison, in the big picture, I mean, it's, it's, there's no comparison. Do you really think, I, we've all seen this schedule since the season ended and even the last season ended, even before. Do you think out of all the teams on earth in college football that Harbaugh would go risk credibility, integrity, and send somebody against NCAA bylaws to scout a Rutgers, Nebraska, or Minnesota? No, no, I don't. Uh, but, um, you know, let's let's see the evidence. There's, there's an investigation going on. I could certainly see um, a, an Ohio State um, being involved in this somehow uh, with a tip-off. I could certainly see a disgruntled former employee uh, feeling like, okay, I know something and I'm, I'm going to tip some people off. But no, it doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense. It's it's pretty obvious. Uh, Michigan didn't need to know the plays of uh, Nebraska, Minnesota, Rutgers, uh, etc. to win a football game. It's a nice setup by some of the bigger coaches on the schedule coming up. Guys who have called out Michigan's schedule, including Franklin. You look at Day. What a great excuse if he loses. Oh, they were scouting us. They knew our. Uh, signals. It, it, I find this to be just beyond belief that, yeah, it's middle of the week. It's a, a game where Michigan's a 25-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. They're looking for a story, and there it is, national headlines, that the success of Michigan now could be based that they steal signs. Uh, and, yeah, and by the way, true. and the success against Rutgers, Minnesota – or Nebraska. Uh, yeah, and uh, it, it certainly does uh, give Ryan Day something to throw his hands up and say, oh, no, 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 those didn't count, and, along with Ohio State fans. And it, I, I was a little amused at uh, Michigan State 
saying, yeah, we thought about not playing this game on Saturday for the, the safety of our players. Oh, my God. And then Adam Rittenberg, Adam Rittenberg, I just read this, said that uh, no teams on Michigan's schedule have expressed interest not to play them because of the allegations. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's why uh, Michigan State would want to beg off on Saturday. Um, it, it reminds me of uh, the fact that uh, I, I wonder about uh, their head coach, their former mm. head coach. Was it uh, was it what happens after midnight, or was it what happened uh, on the on the field with uh, with a five and seven record and ninety five million dollar contract? I don't know. Maybe what was happening is that Harbaugh had somebody planted at these away games for opponents or home games, and they were FaceTiming him at 1235 at night completely naked. I'm not sure, but I'll wait for the facts to come out. <laughs> that was Bill Simonson, folks. Uh, <laughs> I'm here all night. Don't worry. We got a 1030 show. All right, let's move on from this garbage. Let's go talk about uh, the actual game on Saturday night. Uh, you've seen Michigan all season long. You've seen enough of Michigan State. What do you think? Well, what I think is, uh, you know, Michigan could call out its own plays from the sideline and uh, still win this game. Um, yeah, Michigan is uh, in every way this year superior to Michigan State. It's got one of the best defenses in the country. It's got one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the country. Um, and this is a game that, that Michigan should win going away. That said, I've been up there before. I've seen some funny things happen. I know it is. Uh, this is a Michigan State team where it's not going to win five games this year. Might not win four. Uh, but this is its bowl game, and it will pour everything it can into winning this game emotionally and strategically and everything else. So, you know, you don't want to, if you're Michigan, want to be in a situation where you get off to a uh, start like you did uh, in the last game and get down, you know, have one of those down quarters and find yourself down seven and nothing, put the ball in the turf, let whatever crowd Michigan State has up there get whipped into a frenzy and, uh, you know, then it gets interesting. I just think that um, Michigan will uh, do what it does. I, I, I predict a big game out of Blake Corum. I, I really think that they're going to be able to, to run the football the way they substitute and come at you in waves defensively. Uh, it, they've got a lot of people out on the, the field that are playing half the snaps or slightly more than that of the guys across the line. And that takes a toll over the course of a uh, of a game. It's uh, like PJ Flex said, Michigan's like a boa constrictor. They will wear you down and get you uh, and just continue, be relentless and pull away. And I I see that happening in this one. Uh, beyond the Michigan State game, uh, Penn State Ohio State has a lot of implications towards uh, the end of uh, Michigan season. I said yesterday, if you're a Michigan fan, you're going to root for Ohio State to win because that would give Michigan an out if they would lose at Penn State, then beat Ohio State, uh, have Ohio State undefeated. Ohio State could be, you know, two in the country, hypothetically speaking. And Michigan, I think the three-way tie, is it the highest? Well, what's the three-way tie in the Big Ten? Is it the highest-ranked team? Uh, I don't know or if it's highest 
conference win percentage, but I think Michigan will get a lot from beating Ohio State. So I guess, and I'm kind of looking at this, if you're a Michigan fan, you root for the Buckeyes this weekend to beat Penn State. Uh, the Michigan fans I know would say I will never, ever root for the Buckeyes in any fashion, but uh, I would watch that game and be okay if Penn State loses. So, uh, yeah, I think strategically, uh, you uh, if, if Ohio State wins this game, uh, then you got a situation where not only would you have you know matters in your hands regardless of what happens at Penn State, but you would also um, you know it, it's if you've been around a while to see Michigan and Ohio State coming into the last game of the regular season undefeated with everything on the line, there's something really special about that, and I think some people would uh, would want to see that. Just because, just because it's it's what they remember, and just because if you get there, uh, Michigan at eleven and zero, Ohio State eleven and zero, and Michigan wins that game, then that's a, that is a another crusher at the end of the season for the Buckeyes. I'm really impressed with the Buckeyes' defense. As a matter of fact, when you look back at that Notre Dame game and you look what Notre Dame did to USC and Caleb Williams and that offense. Uh, Buckeyes, in my mind, have the best defense I've seen uh, over this last three-year run where Michigan has won two Big Ten titles, beaten the Buckeyes both years, and went to the Final Four. Yeah, I think that uh, they're, they're very solid there. They're, I know they're worried about their offensive line, um, but they have a, if they have a better defense, if they play better defense, that can make up for some of that. But, boy, um, I, I, just, I, I wonder about them overall. With uh, uh, if you go into South Bend, I'll grant them this: if you go into South Bend and uh, you can win there with a even a halfway decent Notre Dame team, and this is a pretty good one, uh, that's a big mark in your favor, no doubt about it. So the Buckeyes will be plenty to contend with uh, throughout. They'll, they will be that way Saturday, certainly in hosting Penn State. They will be that way in Michigan Stadium when they come up here. Remember, this is a uh, this was a game uh, that was a toss-up or Ohio State ahead the last two years against Michigan, and Michigan really came on in the second half. So it's not like uh, you know Michigan has been a, a just absolutely dominant wire-to-wire against the Buckeyes. And I think, yeah, if, uh, if Ohio State's playing better defense and, uh, and has, you know, they'll certainly have big games under their belt. There are no rookies when you uh, get to that last game, rookie starters, even though they're starting a new kid at, uh, at quarterback this year. By the time you've got 11 games under your belt, including teams like Penn State and uh, Notre Dame that you've played, that's, that's not a first-year starter anymore. John Borden, senior columnist for the Wolverine.com, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Michigan, Michigan State, Saturday night, 7.30. Also at the Wolverine.com, you can Get the latest story and also opinions on what's going on with this alleged sign stealing uh, by Harbaugh. Thank you so much, Johnny. Enjoy the game. Appreciate it, Bill. All right, John Borden checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Roast Umber, they bring their beans up from Central America, roasted in Grand Rapids, served up in stores all across the state. Or you can order it for your home or business online at RoastUmber.com. And they have the Nitro Cold Brew in a can, the ultimate wake-up drink, any time of the day. No additives, no sugar. 
Look for the Nitro Cold Brew in a can at stores across Michigan. And also you can order that up for your home or business at roastumber.com. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Conversation on the latest story. NCAA told the Big Ten they're investigating, and they told Michigan they're investigating Michigan football for allegedly stealing signs, which means to violate NCAA rules, Harbaugh and or someone from Michigan football would have had to send somebody an opponent's game, which is against the law in season. It's not against the law to steal the signs off of video that you get from exchanging the full 22 video, all the game video. 
but two schools, said Harbaugh was stealing. It had to be two schools they played, and that would be Rutgers. P.J. Flex had one of the greatest teams. I'm, I'm going to guess Nebraska because you have coaches. Well, you know, not Chiano. He had that miracle comeback. He's 4-2, but Fleck and Matt Rule, those are train wrecks right now. Let's go talk about the game Saturday night in East Lansing. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports, which is heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Huge show heard weeknights at 6 p.m. Tim is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, Timmy? You get something new every day, Bill, around here, something new, either Michigan State, Michigan, whatever it is. It's not always on the field either. There's just always something, it seems like. Are we ever going to get to the game Saturday night itself or not? I see the Michigan State president, Teresa Woodruff, just released a statement in which she claims she is chagrined by the developments of the NCAA investigation of Michigan. The Michigan State was appraised by this. But she will let the NCAA uh, run its course on its investigation and hopes for a safe game on Saturday night. Safe game? Hey, you know, they're not bringing military trucks or weapons in. Uh, What? what, I I don't get the interim president commenting on something when, unless Michigan State is one of the schools that complain, but they haven't played each other yet. That. That, that, that almost seems like a statement that you know you're going to get your butts kicked and everybody's setting up an excuse. That's what I see. Well, and I, did, from it. I, didn't, I didn't understand earlier if I read all of this correctly, and this broke late on the show early this afternoon, that you know that Michigan State had an option or was considering an option not to play the game for health and safety reasons. I didn't understand that. What do you mean? What is that? And I saw Adam Rittenberg's story that said – all schools on their schedule intend to play because I had heard that same thing. What do you mean health and safety? Like they know the plays and they could line up and, you know, knock their helmets off because they knew what play was coming. Yeah. I believe me. It did. <laughs> it mystified me. At wow. The same time. <laughs> well, the, the president Woodruff interim president Woodruff statement hopes for a fair and safe game. What the, so Michigan State was trying to get out of the game because they're a 25-point underdog on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board? Are you kidding me? I didn't understand oh. for me to say. I mean, I don't understand why that came up. I don't understand why the president felt it was necessary to offer a comment on on the on, you know on the latest Michigan issue. I mean, my one-liner in all this is, Michigan, you don't need to scout. Uh, the fourth and one calls by Michigan State offensively because everybody in the world mm. can tell you exactly what the play call is going to be right over center and it'll get stuffed for a three-yard loss. I mean, that's pretty much the way it's been. This is new to me. This issue is brand new to me. Whether this will affect any development of Harbaugh's renegotiated contract, which I hear Chris Ballas talk about and others, that you know this is supposed to be done by the end of October, if not sooner, whether this has any impact or any I didn't even know anything about, you know, I, I didn't. I remember Schembechler one time, he used to have spies or he'd have scouts outside the Michigan outdoor practice facility back in the day, the week of big games, especially to make sure that nobody was going upstairs in some of those rental homes that in those days were outside the Michigan football practice facility to make sure that nobody was watching Michigan practice. Now, of course, the gates are higher or they practice indoors. So it is not an issue. This is new to me, Bill. 
I don't know anything about what the rules are, what you can and can't do. I don't have any idea. This is when I heard this today. I had no idea about any background on this, so I'm as ignorant as anybody about it. Well, the I read the NCAA bylaw states you can't send uh, someone from the school or team to scout a an opponent in the same season, but there is no no NCAA law against stealing signs. Uh, if you're taking it just from uh, game film, you know, DVRs, whatever it is, there's no no punishment. So if you have a football analyst who's a smart guy or girl who can try and crack the code, I doubt Harbaugh would send, I, you know, again, I've, nothing will amaze me in this world. But are you, So let's just say it's Rutgers. I love how Michigan can be exposed, but the schools that made the accusations are remain anonymous. Uh, let's just say it's Rutgers in Nebraska for the sake of argument. Because P.J. Flex said, hey, best team I've seen in 11 years, but I'll go with Nebraska and Shiano. You you really think somebody is going to put their program on the line to scout two teams where you were prohibitive favorites against? Uh. Well, I, I, I don't know, but in today's world, you know, you have all the games these teams have played on endless tape that they all have, but right. they can slow it down, speed it up. They can look at different angles. So, like I say, I'm confused by it. I don't know enough about it. I don't know what motivates it. I don't know if it's a big deal or not a big deal. I have no idea on that, but it would seem to me that there isn't a whole lot to be gained by that. You know, in the, in the, in the former days, 30, 40 years ago, whatever it was, it used to be all the schools would send scouts on the road to scout the next week's opponent. And they'd send, Duffy used to send two guys on the road, and they'd come back with whatever they came back with and so on, and then whatever film was there. I mean, I mean even in the high schools, you see coaches go on the road with videotape cameras, and they tape the high school game of the team they're going to play the following week. Where that all lies, I don't know. So, like I say, when this came up today, I don't know enough about it, what it means, nor do I understand the response from the Michigan State president of what merited that, nor do I understand what I read earlier that said that Michigan State was appraised by the Big Ten earlier in the week about the development and had briefly considered not playing the game for health and safety reasons, and I have absolutely no idea mm. what that means. Well, uh, the interim president, I hope she's going to send out an announcement on what parents are bringing the orange slices for halftime and are they going to do a tunnel, win or lose, after the game? I mean, I, I tell you, if Michigan was counting Michigan State, I don't think they need a whole lot. You know? There's not a whole lot that... I mean, on tape, you see all that. Now, on the other, you know, I'm always confused when I watch out various quarterbacks. Don't those guys in the college, don't they have the signals that go through their helmet anyway? Isn't that? I know it works in the NFL that way. But then some of these guys hold those signs up over there. Whether or not they can figure that out one way or the other, I don't know. But it would seem to me that in a sophisticated college football world, by the way a team lines up for a play and on the tendencies of what down and distance it is, you can pretty well guess exactly what they're reasonably going to try to do. So. This is over my head. I've never heard of this before, to be honest with you. And I didn't even know it was illegal, much the way the Houston Astros did in the 2017 season. I didn't know all of that stuff was illegal. I thought you'd just play the game on the field with whoever wins, wins. Apparently I'm, apparently I'm wrong on that. If Harbaugh calls A.J. Hinch and gets an Astro jersey and hat that he wears on the sidelines Saturday, best move ever. 
Uh, well, like I say, for me, there's there's one-liners everywhere. And when I heard this this morning, the first guy I thought about was A.J. Hitch because that became, you know, such a big deal. But the other thing is, is I'm not exactly sure why the NCAA and the Big Ten decided this was something for the public when it hadn't been determined one way Amen. or the other. Because you're almost assuming that someone's guilty by perception before the thing is adjudicated one way or the other. I've, I've never quite understood that. If you're investigating someone, does that kind of there's a presumption of guilt there. And I've never quite understood why that was good, nor do I understand why Michigan State would have. I mean, are they going to notify Michigan's opponent, Purdue's, the next game after a bye week? And toward that end, during the bye week, what is going to happen relative to Michigan football, either with Harbaugh's contract or the player situation or this issue or whatever. Is that going to be back in the news? Or is there something in the aftermath of the Michigan State game Saturday night that will be involving Michigan in the news over the next two weeks because Michigan has a bye week? Like I say, it's always something new. I keep thinking I've seen it all and heard it all. This one is new today, believe me. I think there's some vengeance, and I agree with you. Vengeance by the NCAA that... Why would you make this a public story without bringing the two schools who have accused Michigan? I mean, if you're going to shield them, why didn't you shield Michigan and just review it? And then if you have facts, you bring it out and you say uh, this person was at this game and did this. And instead, it just seems like a witch hunt. But forget NIL and the millions going to players uh, to leave schools and go to another school. Hello, Hunter Dickinson. Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing, TV guy. Huge show, weeknights, 6 p.m. tape delayed on the game, 7.30 a.m. Timmy, appreciate your huge opinions on uh, sign stealing, 101. <laughs> okay, Phil, have a good one. Talk to you soon. Yeah, he is a good man, Tim Stout, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. NFL season has been unbelievable, especially if you're a Lions fan. Well, you got the Thursday night game tonight, Saints and the Jags. You can get in on the action by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app and using code HUGE when you sign up. Because then you can bet 5 bucks on tonight's game or any game this weekend and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And also DraftKings, all October, every game day, uh, they're serving up uh, huge offers to their existing customers. So what you need to do is get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code HUGE when you sign up. New customers, like I mentioned, then can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Always use that code HUGE when you sign up. And if you want to get in... On the game day action tonight with the Jags and the Saints, Thursday night NFL football, just download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that code HUGE. We're about 25 minutes away from former Lion Lomas Brown and Josh Garvey, the managing shareholder at 
Dorn Mayhew's office in Grand Rapids. Dorn Mayhew based in Troy. Bean Garter will become Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. Every Thursday, we bring Lomas in and we talk about the Lions' previous game and go inside uh, the Lions' next opponent, which will be in Baltimore against the Ravens. Lomas will check in. Josh Garvey in studio will also make our NFL picks. Remember, if you can beat my pro football picks, you could win $1,500 from Dorn Mayhew. Thursday night games are a freebie. You don't have to get your picks in until Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. And now to the chopper for our traffic report. There's a lot of traffic. It must be headed to Meyer for the buy five, save five dollar sale. Shop Deli Fresher Carving Board Lunch Meat, General Mills Family Size Cereal, and Pepperidge Farm Goldfish. All buy five, save five dollars. Mix or match at Meyer. <laughs> okay. Deals so good, you've just got to talk about them. Meyer exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? All you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Ladies, let's go see some men. The show, Friday, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Come meet the men of your wicked dreams for an affordable night of laughs. And maybe some mischief. The boys are back in town. Tickets for 18 plus, just $25. On sale now. The box office and etix.com. Sexy costumes. Hot dance moves. Your sensational night of fun returns. Hunks. The show, November 17th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Oh, my. Huge here for Michigan's number one med spa, Urban U. They have locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And guys, you need to think about what I just did. I got a hydrofacial. So I watched my pores cleansed in less than 30 minutes. And when they showed me the dirt and grime they took off my face, it was shocking. Urban U can help your skin health. Go to theurbanu.com to find out more. That's theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. If you're a Lions fan, you're going to want to listen here in about 10 minutes. 
Former Lion Lomas Brown joins us every Thursday afternoon during the 5 o'clock hour with Josh Garvey, who's the managing shareholder at Bean Garter. We'll talk about the Lions' win in Tampa, look ahead to the game in Baltimore, and make our NFL picks. That happens every Thursday during the 5 o'clock hour, exclusively here on the huge show across Michigan. Story that broke this afternoon, the NCAA, for some reason, decided to announce to the world allegations made towards hardball and Michigan football that they were stealing signs, which means the only way you can violate NCAA rules by stealing signs would be to go to an opponent's practice or game and steal them, where you can steal them electronically on your own from video, DVR you roll, exchanging, however it's done, right? And, and games are everywhere. So it's kind of crazy that they would out Michigan but not talk about the two schools that accuse Michigan. So it doesn't seem fair, but what does with the NCAA is they allow rampant pay-for-play with NIL money, but cheeseburgers talking to a kid with leukemia during COVID and now allegedly stealing signs, which, by the way, would be stealing Sending somebody out to watch Rutgers, Minnesota, or Nebraska. I'm guessing those are two of the three opponents. I'm going to lean towards Nebraska and and Rutgers. Okay. Yeah. Just try and paint Harbaugh's dirty because he's winning. It's sick. Anthony Broom, want to get a few minutes with him from the Wolverine.com. Oh, Clayton Safey now. Superfly tells me Safey stepped in. Broom. Uh, actually, he was just getting a periscope, uh, a new camera. I'm not sure what he was doing, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it is it fall colors out there. How you doing, Clayton? Doing well. Uh, yeah, would much rather be talking about football. I will say that, though. Well, it is interesting. Again, you can flush out Michigan, but you won't uh, mention what schools uh, had the allegations of sign stealing. Uh, as a story settles in from what you read and heard today, uh What's your opinion on it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really interesting, and I, you know, we'll obviously learn more as it goes along. Hopefully, although these things are you know kept pretty quiet as well. But I mean, first of all, sign stealing is is something that every school in the country is working on pretty much on a daily basis in terms of watching the film, and you're allowed to do it. You know, it's it's you know watching the film. You can even see some signs on the TV copy. Uh, I know somebody who worked in an FBS program uh, several years ago who said that, you know, there are literally low level staffers that are working on this every single day where you're watching the film, you're trying to figure out, okay, when they do this sign, this personnel grouping comes on, this play is run, this formation, that sort of thing. What you can't do and what's being alleged here, obviously, is that Michigan had some people in person scouting in advance of different games and even maybe opponents they haven't played yet. And then, uh, you know, if they use some sort of, you know, digital way to relay that to um, or, you know, take a video of it or any of that, then that would be illegal. And, you know, this has happened before. I think Baylor had a staffer, Jeff Levy, who I think only received like a one game suspension for being on the sideline at some other game, potentially scouting. So it's not unprecedented. Um, But to see the the scope of it is uh, really what I'm kind of waiting on. But. I will say, I and you know, I haven't heard your full thoughts yet, but no. I mean, the, the fact that the NCAA yeah. is kind of coming after them, yeah. you know, because of a couple accusations. We know for a fact a few years ago, Michigan had some suspicion 
about some other teams doing this, and you didn't see anything come of it or an NCAA, NCAA investigation get sparked. So I think it's pretty interesting, and you know whether this is an example or not, it seems clear to me that the NCAA has an axe to grind against Jim Harbaugh. Uh, you may want to go uh, just search the Huge Show where you download podcast and That's right. hear, hear my opening huge opinion today on this. It was fiery. It was emotional. And I just find this to be a witch hunt. And it's they want to do everything they can to discredit Harbaugh. I, I don't know why, but there's something personal somewhere inside the NCAA and with Harbaugh. And he's taking shots at them. And I, I really think from a legal standpoint, if you're going to call out Michigan football for cheating, then publish what two schools are claiming this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. And there are people at the NCAA that, that are not very fond of Jim Harbaugh. One of them is Jim Stapleton, a guy who um, had something to do with trying to sabotage Jim Harbaugh's candidacy for the Minnesota Vikings job a couple years ago. And that was widely reported on. Um, so, you know, and he's now a part of the NCAA, their committee on infractions. Oh, there yeah, there you go. And, there. Yeah, you know, Clayton, I, li- listen to anybody who's just joining us. If you want to hear my opening huge opinion on sign stealing 101, uh, just search the huge show where you download podcast. Clayton, just want to get your thoughts on it. Everybody can follow this story and the actual game on Saturday night. Michigan at Michigan State, 7.30, Spartan Stadium at TheWolverine.com. We'll talk, my man. Appreciate you. Yeah, back at you. Clayton Safey. I do want to remind everybody, make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code HUGE when you sign up. Get in on the game day action tonight. Jags and the Saints. New customers who use code HUGE when they sign up and bet 5 bucks. On any game tonight or this weekend, we'll get $200 instantly in bonus bets. So get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE. Like I mentioned, new customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets. When you bet five on the NFL, that's code HUGE. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Michigan only, 21 and up. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to BeanGarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. 
What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Thursday broadcast presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter, soon to be Jordan Mayhew here at the end of the year. Josh heads up their Grand Rapids office and every Thursday. The people in Troy are listening at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters. We bring in Lomas Brown, the former Lion, a member of the Lions Radio Network. He has blessed the Lions, the Lions Nation, with all of his Lomas love. And this team goes back old school to the stomping grounds of Lomas Brown. And the orange sickle uniforms were there and start to finish the Lions we're in control, and we're going to talk about the Lions, the game at Tampa. Look ahead to a swing game in Baltimore, which could elevate the Lions to the best in the NFC. And we'll get to the rest of the NFL on our picks. Lomas is standing by from the east side of the state. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great, Hughes. How you doing? Today? I'm doing good, man. Life's better when the Lions are winning. Josh, uh, I know you're a huge Lions fan. Your family... Lions fans, it, it really is a better week when the Lions win, isn't it? It really is. How much fun are we having? This is just so much fun to see. We've never, we haven't witnessed this in a long time. We so. keep saying it every week. We okay, do. like, hey, we never <laughs> talked about this. We never, wait a minute, they're uh, the top rated NFC team in a ESPN NFL power poll. What's going on here? Are we dreaming? That's what one buddy told me. This is heaven right now, and we don't know that the world ended. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you may be you may be a little over the top there, but it made me think for a second. <laughs> oh, so Lomas, uh, you you were there. We talked last week about uh, Tampa had a formidable defense and the Lions. What I really love about this team this year, and we saw it towards the end of last year. They can go get into a shootout with you, but if you're bringing defense, they'll line up, even with men down, uh, attacking start to finish, and the Lions dominated that game in Tampa. They sure did. I mean, you're right. It it don't matter how you want to play this team. Dan Campbell said it best. It don't matter where you want to play us. It don't matter what time you want to play us. It don't matter what surface you want to play us on. We're going to be ready. And that's what this team has been doing. That's what they did against Tampa Bay. They went in there knowing that this was going to be a tough task against a very, very good defense and against a quarterback that if you allowed him and gave him time, he could make plays with some of the weapons he had. Man, the Lions went in there. They did what they needed to do by pressuring Baker Mayfield, kind of keeping him contained, forcing him into a couple of overthrows. And our uh, our offense did just enough, even though we lost David Montgomery, and that's a big, big loss for us. Our offense did enough to control the game, control the clock, and and we left there uh, with the, the the win, a tough divisional game. But the Lions went out and proved they can win on the road against a tough opponent. Josh, what impressed you the most about what you watched on Sunday? Uh, I think it was the defense again, the pressure. We talked mm. about this last week uh, with with Lomas and, and you and I, but they got after Baker. Lomas just said it and made him uncomfortable. He didn't play well. Um, and, and I think Goff impressed me again. I mean, there's MVP chance going on, right? There's MVP talks on Goff, and he's yep. he's taking care of the ball. He's making the right plays. Um, 
So that's what impressed me the most, I think, is Jared Goff taking care of business and the defense just bringing the pressure, um, making guys uncomfortable on the offensive side. And Lomas, by bringing that pressure, and Josh makes a great point, Evans and Godwin disappeared. They were rarely in the offense. And then your run defense, which the Lions have one of the best units in pro football, which is by far uh, the biggest surprise with this team, you're setting up all of these opposing QBs in third and long. And I don't care if you're an MVP candidate. I don't care what your resume is. If you're third and long in the NFL, you're in trouble. Well, that was the big thing from Tampa Bay, right? Baker Mayfield was the number one rated third down quarterback in the league. Uh, And that's because they stayed in third and manageable, third and twos, third and threes. You have to stay in third and manageable positions. And that was what Tampa Bay was able to do up until – they, they played the Lions. And like you said, we put them behind the sticks. We kept pressure on Baker Mayfield. Uh, we forced them into mistakes. We forced them into penalties. And they could never get comfortable. And he never got comfortable. And that's going to be the key. You're right, Huge. I mean, coming into this year, that definitely was, I, I think, that was my biggest worrisome spot was, the interior of our defensive line. How are we going to stop teams from running against us, especially between the tackles, especially since we're going to this wide nine technique? But it has been the best area of our defense, I think, our interior and our, our down linemen. They, like you say, we've been able to get pressure with four guys, and that's been great, and we're also able to stop the run. The chance of Lomas and Goff are going back and forth. The sea of Honolulu <laughs> Blue in Tampa. They were like, Lomas, Goff. <laughs> the Lions Nation, I, I heard Colin Coward on a national show saying, okay, I get that the Steeler fans and Cowboys fans travel, but I don't know if I've heard an opposing fan base be so loud and so dominant with their team colors at Kansas City, at Green Bay, uh, at Tampa Bay. I mean, the Lions Nation has been unbelievable. Huge. I'm telling you, I've never seen it before either because, again, normally when you got a fan base in a opposing stadium, they don't take over the stadium. It's amazing to see when we got the game in hand. You see Lion fans that were in the upper bowl. You see them all move down to the lower bowl, and they just take over the stadium. I mean, it's like you're at home and everything, and it, it it's just amazing to see. And you know Lion fans, man, we come strong, we come ready. Like I say, we come to show up, show up and we show out when we're there, and I'm telling you, that's the motivated, the extra motivating juice that the players need, that they want, that they want the Lion fans to continue. Now, I heard you don't just take over Baltimore. I heard they fan base don't play that. So that's my challenge to the Lion fans. Let's go. Let's show up in Baltimore. Let's take over their stadium like we've taken over every other stadium this year. Man, I was looking at, you know, uh, where former NFL players live. And Lomas has a place on the north side of Detroit with a moat 
in a big castle, and he's King Lomas, and he's addressing everybody saying, on to Baltimore we go. Do not let them push you, the Lions Nation, around. I'm thinking Game of Thrones, the football Game of Thrones. Oh, with Lomas Brown, he is the true king of the north. Oh, my yeah. God. I love it. I love it. I yeah, love it. Yeah, Josh Garvey, uh, managing shareholder, Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew. He runs the GR office, Dorn Mayhew's world headquarters uh, over in Troy. And by the way, uh, end of the year, a lot of people started thinking about career choices. Uh, Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew. They have multiple offices here in Michigan, like I mentioned, Troy, Grand Rapids, offices all around the world. Uh, you can just look up uh, Bean Garter or Dorn Mayhew online. And if you want a financial future and maybe a team and company uh, that's growing, uh, you can be a part of what Dorn Mayhew uh, is doing. We'll get to our picks coming up in a moment. Uh, Josh, uh, what are your first thoughts about that matchup with Baltimore on Sunday? Montgomery. A little worried uh, about the run game here. I'm worried about his injury and how he's feeling uh, coming into the weekend. We talked about last week key players that we cannot go through the season without, and Montgomery was was one of our picks. I don't recall who said that, but I'm worried about our run game. Um, Lamar Jackson, good quarterback. He's mobile. He's fast, right? Um, I think it's going to be a very close game. Um, uh oh! But I I do like the Lions to win. Oh! But I okay. think that I do think that Vegas has the has the spread right on. I could see a field goal game. I think it's going to yeah. be close. Uh, Lomas, uh, what are you looking at between the Ravens and the Lions, and where is this game similar to Tampa? Because I Tampa had a tough defense. I told everybody that was just uh, that was a, a football sack win. Uh, in Tampa, I mean, you just had to line up and go at it. Where is this game similar or different uh, from what we saw Sunday in Tampa, the Baltimore game? Well, you're going to face the same thing in their defense. I've been watching film on them, and their linebackers are good. I mean, they got some good linebackers there, Roquan Smith. uh, They got McQueen there. Their linebackers remind me of Tampa Bay linebackers. And you see what Devontae David did against us. I think he had about 15 to 17 tackles against us. So, and similarly, they're kind of built up front this the same way, of course, with Kyle Hamilton in the backfield at, at safety, uh, they got a nice secondary too. So it's going to be important for our offensive line, you know, to dominate that line of scrimmage. I think we should be able to get our guys up to the second level. Uh, but I'm with Josh. It's going to be a whole different animal without David Montgomery being there. And I think it's going to put a lot more pressure on Jared Goff. I think you're going to see Jared have to throw the ball maybe a little bit more. He'll probably be called upon to make some big plays for us with his arm. And I know Jared can do that. I I have the utmost confidence in Jared that he'll be able to do that. And look, we need to be able to terrorize Lamont um, Jackson. Lamar, I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson, because their offensive line isn't good. They're they not. They're not very good up front. I think Aiden Hutchinson and those guys should be able to eat, at least get pressure on him. He's going to be a hard guy to sack, but if you're getting pressures on him and getting hits on that guy, 
it'll affect him later on in the game. So that's why I'm looking at, and I do think it's going to be a close game, and it could come down to a field goal either way. And that's what gets me a little nervous, too, because we know what kind of field goal kicker Baltimore has. we just still trying to prove out what type of field goal kicker we have. Yeah, Tucker, uh, arguably the best one I've ever seen uh, in the NFL. Lomas Brown is joining us, a former Lion member of the Lions Radio Network. Every Thursday on the Heald Show, he checks in. Also, uh, we have Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, the GR office, a big part of this community. Uh, we will get to our NFL picks momentarily. Speaking of the pro picks, uh, you have until Sunday morning every week at thehugeshow.net to try and beat my pro football picks. The more weeks you beat me, the more chances you'll have to win the $1,500 in cash that Josh and his team at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, have put up. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game in February at thehugeshow.net. I like the Lions in a tight one. I think if they take care of the football, don't make mistakes, play a similar game they played in Tampa, uh, it will be a little bit closer because I think Baltimore has a better quarterback, but also make Lamar Jackson throw. Do not let him run on third downs. When we talk about those third and longs, you know, you have you know, arguably the best uh, when Fields isn't running would be Jackson, and don't let him keep drives alive. So we all agree, Lions, and a close one. Is that correct, fellas? That's correct with me. I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm looking for the Lions to pull it out. Josh? Agreed. And six and one, and then coming home for Monday Night Football, Las Vegas in town. Wow. That place will be crazy. Yes. Yes. Monday, they'll be tailgating all day long in Detroit. (laughs) I mean, that tailgate will be insane. Wow. Huge. It's going to be like those old Silverdome days, man. It's going to be raucous up in there. Yeah, speaking of Game of Thrones, I I think the medieval times were a little bit safer than the Silverdome parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you would... I I, I, I remember I'd buy like three spots so there'd be nobody next to me. (laughs) Uh, Because I'd drive drive to... They wave you into the lot of the old Silverdome and I'd say, okay... Uh, did the Wayne County Jail just like let everybody over here in this side of the parking lot? <laughs> uh, I want to be I want to be close to an exit so a people can keep an eye on my wheels and b I can get out of there because I'm not in the fenced in level where Lomas and the players are. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget a buddy Lomas the Cleveland game at the Silver Dome. I'm going to say this is uh, m- mid early '80s. Uh, <laughs> He decides to wear a Bernie Kosar jersey and a dog nose uh, into the Silver Dome with us. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you this story, Lomas and Josh, that I go, dude, you need to take off the dog nose. He goes, no, man, I'm a member of the dog pound. I'm going in. I'm like, okay, the seats I got are upstairs. And let me just explain something about upstairs at the Silver Dome. It's like upstairs at uh, Jackson State Penitentiary. Okay, so I'm like, I and so here, this is a true story. So we have our tickets. There's like eight of us, and I go, all of us are standing together. We give Danny, 
uh, Danny Chekolinski. I'll never forget this. Dude was from Strongsville, Ohio. We give him his ticket by himself. We go, hey, we're going to go grab beer at the concession stand. Why don't you go in and uh, see where the seats are? Because I didn't want to come in with them. Right? <laughs> we're up on that third level, which is, I, I swear to God, it's a cross between Oz, Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile. I mean, whatever you want to call. I mean, and so... Next thing we're in line getting a beer and you hear the commotion. And I'm like, oh, my God, is he going to get thrown off the third ledge? And I go, that's that has to be him. You hear you. I can't repeat the words. And all of a sudden we, he comes around the corner and he's pelted with like hot dogs and, and, and mustard and ketchup. And he's doused with beers. He was, he was. And I go, I go, dude, uh, you need to take the nose. <laughs> and he goes, I'm going back in there. And I go, well, we're not here. We do not have your back. <laughs> There's 80,000 people in here in this third level. I swear, I hear music. When I was walking up the stairs to the third level at the Silverdome, you heard. <sighs> I mean, it, 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 you never sat up there, have you, Lomas? Because you play. No, no. Uh-uh. Oh. It used to be plenty of fights. That's where the majority of the fights were when we were on the sidelines, be the upper deck. Oh, and then he wore that. We went back in, and we sat down. I probably I, – I was probably there five minutes of football action before we walked around and found some seats because I said I can't sit next to him because then he – like the Browns score or something, he stands up and he's just getting pelted with food and beers. And just, oh, the old Silver Dome, oh, man. man. What was your favorite memory in the Silver Dome, Lomas? Oh, my God, man. I'm telling you, Hugh, first of all, you would get secondhand smoke, like I say, running in there because they used to let people smoke in there. And then just even getting in the Silverdome, remember how you had to fight the pressure just to get in the door of the Silverdome, man. It was just so many things about the Silverdome, man, that you just reflect back on. And, of course, you left DNA on that field each and every Sunday you played on there. You're going to leave a little DNA on the field after the game. There's going to be some skin, some blood, some sweat. It's going to be something that you left on that Silverdome turf after that game. It wasn't turf. It was basic, basically an extension of the parking lot painted green. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Silverdome was. So the Barry game, uh, were you – you were with the Lions. Were you with the Lions for the Barry game, right? Not, not which one? The two thousand yard? No, no, no. The Cowboys playoff game. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So we were there. I was at that game just with buddies, and we were on the lower level, which compared to the upper level is just an experience I can't explain unless you've been through it. But when they were chanting Barry, when Emmett gets booed or Emmett gets introduced, they're booing him like crazy. And then all of a sudden, 80,000, they start chanting Barry. And there's that canopy over that tunnel where you guys ran out. I looked at my buddies and I said that with this crowd right now, which John Madden called the loudest NFL crowd he's ever heard for any game. And when I had the, you know, beta, whatever, VHS recording of it. (laughs) And when Barry, they were chanting. And when he came out, man, that was like a gladiator. Mm, That was unbelievable. 
Yes, it was uh, that atmosphere, and that's what we got going on now, Huge. That's how uh, Fort Field is going to be. Fort Field is going to be an intimidating place for teams to come in and play. It's going to be a true home field advantage for the Lions. I'm telling you, it's becoming that way right now, and it's just going to continue to become that way for the Lions. But compared to the Silver Dome, Fort Field's a country club in Gross Point. Oh, yeah. Silverdome, oh, yeah. Silverdome was the hood. That was where yeah. Yeah, the fans were tough. You went in, you had to be tough. Your head's on a swivel. Uh, it was awesome, man. It really, it kind of personified what Michigan uh, was all about. All right, guys. Uh, and Josh, uh, you remember Silverdome? I went to one game there. Oh, you were uh, young. So I was you, really young. Yeah, we yeah. went to. My uncle took me to a Packers game there when so I was a kid. kid. It's like awesome, right? It was awesome. Yeah, Barry played. Brett Favre was a Packers quarterback. Oh, it was. God. Yeah. That you, was, well, you made me just feel really old. I know. Here, Josh. <laughs> Josh is my, yeah, I went to one. I was alive to go to one. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and he's saying, like, Brett Favre, like, oh, that's really old. Right. <laughs> oh, who was the quarterback? Uh, Rodgers? You went to a game? <laughs> oh, my. Now I feel depressed after he just said, yeah. Kind of looked at me and said, I... I went to one, and my uncle took me. How old were you? Probably all of 10. (laughs) Yeah, look at me. Lomas and I don't even care about his game experience. We're like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) We're all like, damn, man. It's it's old man Lomas and old man Huge with the young pup, Josh Garvey. (laughs) All right, you guys ready to do these games quick? Let's get through them on our NFL picks. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Jaguars and the Giants, or excuse me, Jaguars and the Saints uh, tonight. Saints are given Jacksonville two. Saints have been all over the place. They play better at home. I got to take Jacksonville minus uh, the two, or plus the two on the road. Uh, Josh, who do you like tonight, Jacksonville or the Saints? I agree. I like Jacksonville. They're playing better right now. I like Jacksonville with the two. Lomas? Yeah, I do too. I think Jacksonville is playing well. I think they're starting to get uh, their rhythm going. I think London helped their confidence now winning back here. I think they continue to get it done. On the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Big Board, Buffalo is given the Patriots nine. I think this is an easy cover. This is a blowout. They just don't have talent. I know Belichick's taking all the heat, but they don't have a quarterback and they don't have a talent. Easy double-digit win for the Bills. Josh? I have to agree. little commentary on that. Buffalo minus the points. Patriots look bad. Lomas? Yeah, they do. They do. I mean, the Patriots, like you say, you can't put it all on Bill Belichick. They just don't have any players. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm with Buffalo on this. Uh, Tampa will try and bounce back against the Falcons uh, in Tampa. Uh, they are giving the Falcons two and a half. This is one of the games I really love this week, I think. Tampa will win this by double digits. Lomas? I'm going to go a closer game. I think Tampa wins it, but I don't think it's a double-digit game. I think it's going to be a tough day. I think they're facing another tough, hard-nosed team, and I think it's going to be another battle. They'll win the game, but I don't think it'll be – I think it'll be close. I agree. I like Tampa minus the points, but I do think uh, with you, Lomas, maybe less than 10, um, but I like Tampa. Cleveland, I called it last week. I said they had the defense to beat the Niners. Uh, They did. They're on the road giving the Colts three. I don't know if the Colts will score. 
against the Browns defense. This is another game that I really like. Cleveland minus the three in Indy. Lomas, where are you at on that game? Yeah, I love the Cleveland Browns defense. I love Coach Schwartz, what he's doing with that defense. I do think, I hope that Deshaun Watson comes back because if he does, that's just going to help their offense even more. I'm going with Cleveland. I am too. I called Cleveland last week with the points uh, at home. Good call. Jake Moody missed yep. that field goal, but I, I did call that. But, yeah, I like Browns to, to, to win this game and, and get the cover. Commanders and Giants, uh, one of the ugliest games ever in NFL history that's <laughs> scheduled. Uh, Giants are, wow, they're just bad. At least the Jets have some fight in them, minus Rodgers. I like the Commanders uh, minus two and a half uh, in North Jersey. They got the win. The commanders have to win. I think it's pressure on Ron Rivera. Remember the new ownership group. They didn't bring him in there. They kind of inherited him. And I heard Magic Johnson say some stuff that wasn't complimentary of him. So I think the hot seat is in uh, Washington, and I think they have to win, or Ron Rivera could be in the unemployment line soon. I agree. I think pressure's on, I think. Good point. Magic Johnson likes to win, right? We know that. So I think Washington gets it done, but it, I, I see a close game. Yeah, Rivera doesn't take care of business. Izzo could be coaching uh, <laughs> in Washington uh, next week. Uh, Raiders uh, at the Bears, giving the Bears three. Uh, that's an interesting game because the Bears just laid an egg against Minnesota after they looked so good against Washington. It is the NFL any given Sunday Uh, I am going to take the Raiders on the road here. I really want to pick the Bears, but I just can't. Josh, who are you going with? I like Chicago here. Um, I I like Chicago in the points. I know they haven't been playing well, but I'm not convinced the Raiders uh, are are very good here. They've got some injuries. Uh, Their coach, I'm not convinced, is, is able to get it done on the road either. So I like the Bears at home plus three. Yeah, man, I'm kind of with you. I want to take them. But, I, again, I think it's a lot of pressure on Josh McDaniels and those guys who really kind of turned things around in Las Vegas. Plus, they know um, that they're going to have to face a tough Lions team uh, that following Monday. Um, so they know they need to get it done in Chicago. So I'm going to say they're going to get it done against the Bears. Cardinals are getting seven and a half at the Seahawks. Seahawks did lose to Cincy. I still like this team and Pete Carroll. I think they'll take care of business. Easy double-digit win in the great northwest of America. Lomas, who are you taking, Seahawks or the Cardinals? I'm going to go Seahawks, but I'm not going to go double digits. They just haven't been explosive to me. They just really haven't been. Even though they got Metcalf and have all these weapons, you know, they just haven't been an explosive team to me. So I'm a, I know they'll win the game, but I just don't think it's going to be a blowout or a double figure. I just don't think they'll cover on this game. Yeah, I like Seattle double digits too. I, I like the team. I like the coaching. Um, lots of explosive offensive weapons. I could see Seattle by 10 or more. Steelers at the Rams. Steelers are getting three. Rams are playing decent football. I do have a dream of golf versus Stafford uh, in uh, the NFC championship game, but I don't know if we'll get there. Uh, I like the Rams laying the three in this game in L.A. Lomas? 
Yep, I'm going to go with the Rams. I, they're getting better and better. They really are. I didn't expect this out of them. But Matthew, man, he's quietly playing very well. I think they are getting better. You can't count out Sean McVay. I'm going to go with the Rams. Same here. I like the Rams at home, uh, minus the three. Stafford, as you mentioned, playing really well, well coached. Um, I think the Rams win at home here. Chargers on the short week after losing uh, to the Cowboys at the Chiefs. Chiefs get McCole Hardman uh, back from the Jets. Uh, their wide receiving core hasn't been anything spectacular. Uh, they are giving five and a half to the Chargers. I still like the Chargers' defense, but I'll take the Chiefs to win this game by a touchdown on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. Josh? I like the Chiefs big here at home. Chargers look pretty bad. There's some unorganized chaos there right now. Um, getting beat at home by Dallas last week. So I like Kansas City by double figures. Yeah, I do too, Josh. I mean, they're, they're secondary. The Chargers secondary isn't very good. They don't generate a pass rush. They better hope that Bosa gets back to go along with Khalid, uh, Khalid uh, Mack over there. So I'm with you all. Um, I think it could be a big, big uh, victory. Green Bay, basically a toss-up game in Denver. Packers are giving the Broncos one. I guess I have to go with Green Bay with how bad Denver has been, but it is in the mile-high city. I'll take the Packers, even though I'm rooting for the Broncos to beat them to help the Lions in the NFC North. So I'm going Green Bay minus one, Lomas. I don't look at this being close. I'm going the opposite. I think this could be a double-figure win here. I just don't like uh, Denver. I just don't think they're a good team. I don't think they're well-coached right now. I just don't like them. Wow. Thank you, Lomas. You're kind of angry at me. I'm like, did I say something? That's what I was thinking. Wow, I was yeah. like, well. Yeah, we're all, right. So you go, who'd you take? You take Green Bay? Yeah. I'm taking Denver. Oh, I taking like, Denver? You know, that's wow, a hard I pick, just assume it's going to be Green Bay. No, I think. My bad for. Uh, sorry. You know uh, what they say when you assume something. Yes, they do. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I like Denver at home. Um, no commentary really on it. I just think that Denver, uh, Mile High City, Young quarterback. I like Denver to win at home. How about this game, man? Uh, the game of the weekend outside of the Lions for us in Michigan. Dolphins at the Eagles. Mm. Some are calling this a Super Bowl preview. I like the Dolphins on the road getting two and a half points. Lomas? I'm going to go the Eagles. I think they find a way to slow down the Miami Dolphins uh, offense. Um, and I think they win a close game. I think Jalen Hurts plays a lot better. And I think Nick Sirianni, I think he coaches a lot better, too, in this game. So I'm going with Philly. Yeah, I'm with you, too, Lomas. I think Philly at home, um, two-and-a-half line. I like Philly at home to get the win. Final game of the weekend, Monday night, Niners had the Vikings. I like this if you're a Lions fan where you hope Denver beats the Packers, you hope the Raiders beat the Bears, and that the weekend would wrap up with the Niners, who I think coming off a loss will be really angry. Minnesota will be in trouble. I, I think this is an easy game on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Big Board, with the Niners giving six and a half on the road in Minneapolis. I'm going Sam Fran. Josh? I like San Fran to win, but I think the Vikings cover with those points. Um, I think it's closer than, than than you'll think. I didn't like San Francisco look bad last week, so 
I like Vikings with the points, but Niners to win. Final pick, yeah, Lomas. I think, I, I think because they looked bad last week, I think they're going to pay attention to the details a lot more, Coach Shanahan and them. And I just don't think Minnesota's going to be able to protect Kirk Cousins. He hasn't wanted to throw the ball to right now. So I, I just think I, I think it's going to be a double-digit win. I think they do cover. I think it's going to be a double-digit win. And with the Lions getting three points in Baltimore, all of us began this conversation agreeing that the Lions will be victorious on Sunday. Uh, Lomas Brown, uh, he'll be on the Lions Radio Network Sunday in Baltimore cheering on the Lions Nation. Uh, in Maryland, former Lion joins us every Thursday, courtesy of Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew. Dorn Mayhew's world headquarters in Troy on the east side of the state. They are one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms. Lomas, good stuff today. Thank you, my man. Take care, fellas. All right, safe trip to Baltimore. Hope the Lions come back with a W. Josh, as always, uh, you're growing every week as a broadcaster as a partner in our studio. It's fantastic (laughs) stuff, man. Enjoy the weekend with your kids and the game. I appreciate it. Thank you. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Week 7 of the college football season was a doozy. The top 25 Big Ten teams were 3-0 with all massive wins from Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. But it got me thinking back to James Franklin's comments about scheduling roughly a week and a half ago as Penn State rolled UMass. Wait a minute. They played UMass? Yes, they played Massachusetts in mid-October. They did, and to be honest with you, he was right the entire time. I talk about this all the time with college football. Until there's an equitable system and mandated scheduling handed down from the governing body of the sport, we're going to continue to see schedules that don't provide us, the fans, with the best matchup. Our games of the week in week number eight, number three, Ohio State hosts number seven, Penn State at noon on Fox, and number two, Michigan, headed to Michigan State in East Lansing at 7.30 on NBC for the battle for Paul Bunyan. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss, and you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m., and two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. (laughs) 
It is time for another Moving Ferris Forward interview. Each and every week we talk to Dr. Bill Pink or other leaders in Big Rapids, Michigan, who are moving Ferris forward. And Dr. Pink is standing by on the huge show across Michigan. Welcome back, my friend. Good to be here. Thank you, Bill. I I loved what you did uh, with the Anchor Bone rivalry leading up to the game last Saturday with the GVSU president, with what your social networks did. I thought it was really classy on both sides. Yeah, that was, I mean, tough game. But, you know, um, Bulldogs bounced back, and uh, that's what I would expect to see for, uh, no less from our football program. Um, you know, it was important for us uh, to partner with uh, their president's office just to encourage people on the rivalry to say, let's keep it at a friendly rivalry. Let's, uh, let's treat each other with respect. And um, we were hoping that that would have a, a positive in- impact on the, whole, on the whole thing. Yeah, so I, I thought it was done well, and the game was unbelievable, the way Grand Valley got out to a big lead. And then the Bulldogs battled back, and the Grand Valley home field advantage was evident. So still a lot of football left and season left for Tony Anise and the Bulldogs. one coming up this week you know once you once you you know you, you think about last year bill and um with uh getting you know we went down to um uh to grand valley last year on the first game and uh finished out the season rest of the season strong and then saw him again in the playoffs uh and were able to come out on top so uh we is we've got to look to look to take care of our business now uh, speaking of business, uh, Ferris State University proudly has the only college of optometry in the entire state and one of just a handful across America. And now the Ferris State optometry students are connecting to elementary children. Let's talk about that college of optometry and also what they're doing in the community. You know, we've always been proud of the fact that we are the, the Michigan College of Optometry right there on our campus. If uh, folks in our state, I was just saying this earlier today, I was at a a meeting, folks in our state who uh, have a pair of glasses and or contact lens, and if they went to an optometrist in the state of Michigan, chances are that optometrist was a Bulldog graduate. And so as we have that incredible program uh, and incredible faculty in that program now with what we do annually with bringing in some 65 elementary school students to have eye examinations done to give them a good look over in terms of their eyesight you know how important eyesight and hearing uh is to young elementary school kids to their uh, academic success and so with this effort this gives us the opportunity to partner with several schools to uh do some really good work in terms of looking at and making sure that their eyesight is where it needs to be. And it's an honor for us to, again, once again this year, uh, bring those students in and do some good things there. Yeah, by the way, the Students in Need of Eye Care program called SIGN was established in 2012 by Ferris State University to support rural, high-poverty school districts in the region, providing children identified by the schools lacking access to eye care services with comprehensive uh, dilated eye examination and complimentary glasses. That is fantastic. 
uh, what Ferris continues to do. And again, the only college of optometry anywhere in the state. And I just love, Dr. Pink, uh, how you're leading the charge, connecting Ferris to communities all across Michigan. say uh, a big thank you because not only to our uh, faculty and others who take part in this, but um, a big thank you to uh, the Fremont Area Community Foundation as well as uh, the Fremont Lions Club. They're the ones who work with us and partner with us to help make this happen for uh, for those students. And so a uh, big shout out to them because these kind of things happen well when you partner together. You can't get it done well without a good partner, and that's how we get this thing done. If you want to find out more about the Ferris State University College of Optometry or their program uh, to help children in need of comprehensive eye care, go to ferris.edu. That is ferris.edu. Dr. Bill Pink, uh, one of the great men I've met in my time here in Michigan. My man, enjoy the weekend. Uh, let's hope Ferris gets a bounce back win. They got a tough Michigan Tech team on the schedule. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Yeah, back at you. Dr. Bill Pink, President, Ferris State University, joining us on another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. You can find out more about that College of Optometry and anything connected to Ferris State at ferris.edu. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Parks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Shop early holiday deals this week at Meyer. Deals like a Vizio 50-inch smart TV for just $249.99. Get 50% off Olympia luggage and 40% off Mr. Coffee coffee makers. Plus, save $10 on next week's in-store purchase when you spend $100 or more on your total purchase today. Then redeem your $10 coupon through October 28th. Start shopping early holiday deals to save now and next week at Meyer. Exclusion supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
We are back on a bean garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew Thursday. Thanks to Josh Garvey, Lomas Brown coming in earlier this hour, talking about the Lions, looking ahead to the Baltimore game, and also our NFL picks, Dr. Pink. Uh, great man, doing amazing things with leadership at Ferris State University. Find out more about how he's helping move Ferris forward at ferris.edu. Get your pro football picks in and the bean garter, Dorn Mayhew. Beat huge contest, $1,500 in cash. Could be yours, courtesy of Josh Garvey and his team. Play every week until Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. And if you missed any interview, just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts and you can catch up and listen on your schedule or everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.